Hey, Sam. Hey, Teresa. What's up? Not much. We are actually sitting here together this week, both in New York City. Yes, you're right next to me. Hey, Sam. Uh, just started <laughs> classes this week. Um, it feels nice to be back. Um, yeah, start of a new semester, a new year. Um, not a great start to the year, but hopefully getting better. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard to have nice things anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, so we're going to keep today's intro short because we are super excited today will be a legendary episode. Um, today we are going to be interviewing Killa Priest over a cup of ginger turmeric tea. Great, let's get into it. So for this episode, um, we are drinking a ginger turmeric tea. So we have a confession is that we're actually recording this segment after the interview. And um, we feel like it is important to be honest with you guys because <laughs> transparency. Um, yeah, because you know we want a a honest um, relationship with our audience. And so essentially, during our interview with Killa Priest, he um, you know name dropped um, ginger turmeric towards the end because he made a few tea puns, which you'll hear later. And we thought, what better way to honor our guest and um, cleanse and detox our bodies for mm. the new year mm. than turmeric and ginger? Yep. So the recipe we used, two cups of water, a half teaspoon ground turmeric, a half teaspoon fresh ginger, one teaspoon ground cinnamon, and one tablespoon honey. Delicious cleansing. I think we're both happy that we chose this drink. Yeah, I feel much more, much less gross now. How yes. about you? No, I feel incredible. Yeah. Um, thank you, Killa Priest, for your suggestion today. So speaking of Killa Priest, we are so excited to be interviewing him today. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, um, I don't know who wouldn't know, but just a little bit of background. He is a member of Sons of Man and also a Wu-Tang Clan affiliate. Originally, he's from Brooklyn, and um, he's just like an iconic storyteller um, who has really um, lived through generations of mm. hip-hop music. And we're here mostly um, to talk to him about his recently released albums, Rocket to Nebula, which was earlier this year. And then in December, he released The Third Eye in Technicolor. Yeah. And I think on the note of every, everything you were just saying, um, what's amazing about Killer Priest, I think a lot of people know him for his older work or... They may have only heard his newer albums, but I think what's most incredible is just this like wild artistic evolution that he's had, just everything that he's doing, um, and just this ability to like create a new sound. I feel like you rarely mm -hmm. hear like new sounds in hip hop, and I think the first time I heard Rocket to Nebula, I was like. I have never heard anything like this before. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he's been rapping for 30 years 
and come, can come up with a new sound mm-hmm. like that's that's so impressive like I, I, it really inspires me personally yeah and as you'll hear in this interview um you know he's always been known as someone who likes to tell stories someone who's always trying to learn new things in a lot of different ways yeah. um and he um really sent us on a rabbit hole of research through his lyrics yeah. whether it's talking about mushrooms or esoteric themes um it's just like a fun engaging album you know it's yeah. not just the sounds yeah, but yeah. also you want to dive deeper behind where the lyrics came from but we're so excited to have him on and why don't we call him up right now what's good yeah thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today uh yeah we were both just like really into your output from last year um and we just have a bunch of questions and the first thing was that i think we're from a generation that experienced your music very differently than maybe other generations because uh, last year was the first time that I was exposed to a lot of your work. And I was wondering how it feels to have fans connecting with your music that are connecting with this whole um, different set of work than you maybe had fans from in the past. Man, my my heart just jumped. It's It's like cannonballed out of my chest, man. It's a beautiful feeling. Uh, I, I man, I can't even express it. It's just that um, I love it, and it just shows you, you know, some if you put whatever you put into it comes out, and I'm just enjoying this, man. I can't believe this. This is incredible, man. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it really hits me hard, and, and it and it lets me know that people are waking up and open all over, and that words don't have any age to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like from your perspective, what do you think has been the key to your sort of longevity in hip hop? And how do you see the genre um, as you've known it, like changing and evolving over time? Um, I think is never compromising mm. myself, work and um, my art, and um, just basically sticking to, you know, my soul, listening to, you know, what's inside, what's inside. And um, I think that's what, and that's the, just the love of it, the love of uh, hip hop in itself and the love of music. And um, for, you know, the new generation, I think that music always supposed to evolve in, in, in some way, you know, some way. I think it, it, they supposed to take whatever we did, like we took, you know, jazz or whatever, we hooked up the beat and just evolve it. It's just, you know, sometimes it's, it gets a little bit flashy, but it's enjoyable. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's different. Definitely. And where have you been going for influence lately? Have you been influenced by a lot of the, the newer people or have you been kind of going back to older stuff for influence? What's been influencing you? Well, I like, um, there's a couple of new artists that I like, mm-hmm. you know, I like uh, J. Cole. Just talking about a couple of them, I like J. Cole and uh, definitely Kendrick Lamar, you know? Yeah. And um, when I go back, I listen to a lot of weird stuff, you know what I mean? I like I like listening to reggae and different type of music, you know what I'm saying? I, I listen to Calypso, I listen to, you know, I'm from New York, so we got a uh, gumbo for the music. Mm-hmm. And I just I just like listening to different type of music. And I, that influences me to keep going. For sure. Michael Jackson lately too. (laughs) (laughs) 
and are you back in New York often? Or are you pretty much, have you just yeah, been? No, nah, I haven't been traveling since, man. Yeah. All of this stuff yeah. happened. You know, my family's still in New York. And uh, I got family in New York. I got family in the South. So uh, we, we communicate all the time. My niece, she travels a lot. So I don't know how she do it. <laughs> yeah, she, she travels a lot. Yeah. <laughs> sort of um, shifting to your most recent album, The Third Eye and Technicolor. Can you kind of tell us about the process of creating that album and also working with Jordan Riverbanks on it? Man, he's incredible. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta interview him next. Crazy, yeah, he's mm -hmm. crazy. His music is, a, he remind me of like a, um, some people say better than Kanye. I think he's like a, he's eclectic like that. Like he goes, <laughs> he goes, he reaches out with different type of things. The process to um, Third Eye Technicolor, uh, uh, it came a couple of years ago. It was, a, it was like, it was like a little working when I, you know, before the pandemic and all of that. And I, I was going out there and, um, we just decided we was like, yo, let's do uh, Rocket to no, uh, Planet of the Gods too. Yeah. And so he rented this out. He rented this this whole island. This guy gave us a whole island outside of Amsterdam somewhere. So it's far away, man. And yeah, it was crazy. So we got to get together, and it just happened. It just was like, yo, um, you know through time and waiting and, and stuff like that. We just, we, it just came out the way it came out. It was a beautiful one. And, and, and at first I, I forgot the, cause we sitting on so much music, you know, I was sitting on, I'm always creating. So we sitting on so much music, I forgot the title. And I was calling it the Solar Mind in Technicolor at first. <laughs> and it was because of my, uh, my good friend, Hakeem said, no, please, you named it Third Eye. Cause I texted him, luckily I texted before. I was like, yo, it's called Third Eye Technicolor. <laughs> <laughs> And there's a play on, if you checked out any of the old uh, movies and the old cartoons, it was it was in Technicolor back then. So that was a, the new thing, it panda, panda color. So I was, it was just a, a playback of taking on words. Mm. Yeah, and what is that process of y'all working together? Like, um, do y'all always need to be in the same place or does he ever just send beats over? How do you guys go back and forth? Both, both. We started off working together. You know, we said, man, forget this. We wanted more organic. So I was there. And then when we got the whole body of the album done, then he started sending me stuff because I started recording and I've, I've, I learned how to record myself. The, the fish is inside that. What's the name? Fine. I learned how to record. I started learning how to record myself. My son had taught me that. And, um, so I started recording myself. I was always scared. I always had, I bought uh, my own studio. I got my own studio set up. So then I started recording myself. So he said, all right, Priest. And a matter of fact, he came out to LA and he stayed with me a couple of days and we recorded the first song on the album, which is Path Guidance. Mm -hmm. And we recorded that at the, at the spot. Very cool. Um, so sort of as a, um, artist, I know you take on a, a lot of different roles. Do you see your role like as a teacher as much as an artist? And do they kind of blend together from your point of view? Well, teacher, because I drink a lot of tea. So I call myself a teacher. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're waiting, we're waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> no, but seriously, I, uh, I just take it as a, uh, I take it as it come, but it does mean a lot to me when um when I get the feedback, you know, that just inspires me to keep going. And that, 
I'm on, you know, the right path. And it comes from the fans, you know what I'm saying? When people talk, talk to me and they really feel, cause it's just, you know, moments. It's just ideas and, and uh, feelings. And I like to get it down on paper and record it as soon as possible, you know? And that's the, that's the best feeling right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of um, talking about like fan response. Uh, I know that like, especially Rocket to Net, well, both projects from last year oh, uh, have gotten just like this wild response. Like I, people love them so much and I'm really connected. Have you gotten to connect with any fans or hear from them about the work? Uh, yeah, man, on um, Instagram. <laughs> yeah. On Instagram, I haven't, uh, and, on, and on the podcast, the chat, the chat room, you know, a lot of people tell me that they enjoyed the album. So, you know, some of my friends and stuff like that. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, the feedback has inspired me to continue working now. Now I'm getting on AD nerve and I'm getting on C6 because I'm, I'm making uh, music every minute, sending it to them. <laughs> and they're like, yo, freeze. And I, and I have to calm myself down like, yo, man, I have to chill out because oh, I know that you're just... Yeah. Yeah, I know. Between them two, I know I, I drive them crazy, though, but they keep it up, though. <laughs> it's, <good. laughs> it's just too much new music. I mean, that's a that's a good problem to have, I feel like. Yes, it is. It is. I, I must say that it is a blessing, though. Yeah. In On this project, I went down a bunch of, like, Google rabbit holes. And my favorite, like, rabbit hole that you sent me down was the connection between mushrooms and jellyfish. And I, like... <laughs> did all this like i was like there's no way like we went through all these like threads but is part of your goal to like push listeners like that to like because i i mean this i was like doing research (laughs) yeah 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 that is trippy you take some mushrooms you would see some jellyfish (laughs) no but they look just alike right and they have gills and stuff they have gills and (laughs) it's a wild thing man I don't know. Sometimes I'll be tripping myself out, yo. <laughs> but but I'm, I'm curious. What did it say? It said that, like, they come <laughs> from, like, a common family because they came from, like, back in the dinosaur times. It was, like, this organism. That's what they say. Psilocybin. Psilocybin. Yeah. Like... So throughout quarantine, obviously, you know, everyone sort of had more time. Um, but how, where do you get inspiration from writing wise in quarantine when, you know, you're not out and about as much, you know, having these new experiences, meeting new people. But yet you say you are still filled with all these ideas and new music. Well, this is it. This is my time. This is I think this is my type of time where I party at. <laughs> it's like <laughs> quarantine it has me it has me more focused. And um you know, I'm not a, I do party, you know, but I, I kind of like <laughs> slow down a little bit. Yeah, I kind of slow down. I, I, I like dad party now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> little bars here and there and stuff like that. It's close to the crib. But, um, so, so um, yeah, during the, the um, quarantine, it, it was, it was, it's like a gift and a curse. It had me like really focused and it's like really, I can, I can literally, like just get up and do a bar and then change it. You know what I'm saying? And it could be five in the morning. And that's what quarantine provided for me. Like I don't, I'm not on tour, which is a bad part. You know what I'm saying? But I get to create the music and then we're going to try to do something where I can perform maybe here. 
mm-hmm. know what I mean, at the studio or something like that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, what else have you been doing during quarantine to keep busy? Have you been watching any TV shows or movies? Man, yo, I've, I got this thing. I've been watching old movies, man. Really? <laughs> yo, yeah. From like the 60s. Hala- just laughing my behind off. <laughs> Those movies are so corny. And so it, it's just, I've been watching. Like I, drop, I watch one and then I just watch a whole bunch of them. And then that's it. And that's that's it. A couple, it inspired me a couple watching those those things to make some crazy music. That's awesome. You have any recommendations? Uh, Screaming Skull, 1960. <laughs> You're gonna die laughing when you yeah. see, check out the lady how, when she runs after him and she's like the ghost because they were scared. It's like I think it was 1950, and they were like she was like running. Yo, oh man, it's hilarious. She was like doing a running man, but it's supposed to be scary. <laughs> it has 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has what? 18%. Yeah, you want to crack up? <laughs> no, but in, when you watch the movie, check it out. They had doors, cars with the um with the wing doors back then. Really? 1950, oh. the doors lit up. I was like, yo, yes. <laughs> in that flick, wait till you see it. I was tripping, y'all. I was like, <laughs> the door, the guy, and it was nothing. It was like the doors came up the wing, what you call it, the wing doors? Yeah. Yo, let's check <laughs> it out like, for We'll write a few reviews and bump it up. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, And yeah, it seems like just in each of your bars, there's just so much knowledge and so much history. Um, and how would you recommend that, like, we educate ourselves so that we can, like, get the references and also just, like, know where you're coming from with your bars? Um, there's a lot of information now. You can, uh, you know, Google with that. We didn't have that, but we, you can research on YouTube. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff is, like, ancient Sumer and Egypt and... Um, you can go into, and you could catch some of a lot of the stuff, and you know, astrology, things of that nature. You go into um, anything esoteric, I guess. Esoteric. Mm-hmm. You can go into like esoteric, uh, Hindu and Hindu, <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff, man. Hindu. You can go to ancient uh, China. You know what I'm saying? You go to the Buddha, all of that stuff. So I'm, I, I just gumbo, gumbo. Yeah. So somehow it comes out. <laughs> Just, yeah, just a retardation of uh, of uh, genius, scientists, sacrilege, crazy stuff. <laughs> and sort of what kind of like drew you into these esoteric sort of themes? Because, um, you know, like your album cover, um, or can you also just talk to us about like the album cover for um, Third Eye? Uh, to be honest, which, which one? Uh, Psychic, both of them. Um, yeah. Uh, Rocket to Nebula, and both of them. Oh, oh. Yeah. I mean, they're both awesome. Uh, Rocket to Nebula. That was, uh, thank you. Rocket to Nebula <laughs> is when I first got into weed. You know what I'm saying? So when I first got into weed, I, you know, I have my own weed company, and so I, they used to send me out to all of these weed products, and then and I used to see all weed influenced that album a lot, man. Because I was mm-hmm. I would go to the uh, dispensaries, and they would have. <clears throat> all these tripped out mushrooms everywhere. And I was, I would talk to the people and they would be crying and telling me what, you know, what, what it, I would go to conventions. And so I learned a lot about weed, yo. And I kind of <laughs> like, I became like a, a, a spokesperson for weed. Like I, I knew the difference. <laughs> I started learning the difference between indica, sativa, hybrid. And people said, priest, it tripped out because I never smoked like that. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I started learning all of that. And that's how, 
Rocket to Nebula came in. And if you look at the cover, that idea came from, you know, if you see the 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 the, the gnomes, the crazy gnomes on the, uh, yeah. and that was an idea that I had for a weed album I was going to do, and it just happened to go into Rocket to Nebula. Um, uh, Technicolor, that was me and enjoying going back and forth because that is more like the colors in the Hinduism. If you look good, it's, it's symbols in there. There's a snake over my head, a cobra or something like that. And uh, he, he came up with that. And um, we just wanted it to be like, you know, something like Lotus, mm -hmm. Lotus plant. Um, and sort of those themes are also reflected in like the music video. I watched the Saffron music video and it, um, it looks like, you know, the same graphics as the Nebulous Land music video. So can you talk to us a little bit about creating those? Yeah, uh, my um, my animator, uh, Dave Flores, um, you can look him up too, Dave Flores Animation. He, he, uh, he, he, uh, he's with Proverb uh, Music. He came up with most of the concept, you know, the concept was inside the song. So mm -hmm. I guess when he just took it, he, he kind of take it, I, I gave him a little ideas of, uh, it was a play on words, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, um, you know, the gods turned green like mint chutney, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so and people didn't catch, and that was my whole idea, it was just to play on words and then just to go, and then we somehow end up in the temples <laughs> and, that, and, that, and, that, and it worked out good though. It worked out good. So it was a, a combination of me and Dave. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. So it was supposed to be like mixing food with the gods and, uh, but it all just blended together somehow. It didn't work out. And that, if things work out when it doesn't work out the way you think it's supposed yeah. to work out. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. That makes sense. And those videos are really, they're really beautiful. Um, and going back to um, the weed stuff we were talking about earlier, what's it been like um, going through this whole process of like going to these conventions, like having the brand, like all that? It seems like a lot of work. Man, it opened up my third eye to a whole different world. Hmm. It was it was it was where I wanted to be. It's very mystic, very esoteric, and it's very trippy, very trippy. And then I, you know, I started learning about um, psilocybin, the the mushrooms, and I'm sitting in there a long time and just talking to. I call them the silverheads, you know, hip, hippies, you know, the cats with the silver mm -hmm. hair and the Hawaiian shirt, shorts, and the, <laughs> those guys with the with the with their beards uh, like brownish. Cause they smoke so much weed, <laughs> you know, George, um, the name George and stuff like that. <laughs> no, <we are. laughs> yeah, George, yeah. He's 60 years old, right? <laughs> and he still puffs. And then, um, what do you call it? What would I call it? And you know, the ladies with the, where they want a cloth over them, they get, they, they, <laughs> so I, I picked up a whole new, um, a whole new view on that and um, building with them, it kind of just, I said, yeah, I got, I got a new whole line that I'm doing. And it's, and, um, it's been great. It's been great. It, it's, it's always good to be educated, you know what I'm saying? On yeah. something that you, you, you never really knew about. And then just to get into it, it kind of like, you know, those the dolphins start kicking in and it gave me a good feeling. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. And how do you feel like, I mean, you said it influenced um, Rocket to Nebula, especially. How did you see that influence showing up in the music? Um, I started uh, playing with uh, instrumentals myself, mm-hmm. and I got tired of uh, waiting on cats to make beats. And so I started um, experimenting m- with myself. Yeah. And I was just like in this spell where I could just, man, I, I figured something out. If I just reverse <laughs> certain music and it sound trippy and everything was sounded sounded trippy and it just spun, spun me into this world where, you know, it nothing mattered. It was all good and it's music, you know what I'm saying? So that kind of like spent me into a more creative uh, role on the album. Uh, just started my, my first time started making, uh, I wouldn't even call them beats was just sounds, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Melodic sounds and music. Mm-hmm. So I became, I changed my name to Unknown Source. I I added on a name, Unknown Source. And we just, I just went in as, as this character and, you know, Unknown Source kind of took over and mm-hmm. Killer Priest just existed him. And then we just came up with a Rocket to Nebula. And I've been enjoying the ride on my way there. <laughs> in the future, do you think that you're going to like experiment more and um, make your like make more of your own beats, or are you still focused more on like writing lyrics and stuff? Uh, definitely. No, I'm 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 in it now, and uh, yeah, both, both. Mm-hmm. But I'm already past that. <laughs> we already got stuff already done, ready to come come mm-hmm. come out. So, so yeah, I'm in another I'm in another stratosphere now about uh making beats. I'm, I'm making beats for other people now, just just sounds and playing with it, you know, kind of learning from AD and learning from uh, C6, a little drum patterns, because I, I, I didn't catch that part yet, and just yeah. little things that I pick up and um, interface, just learning little tech things. And then I get right back to my writing because that's the most important thing to me. Yeah, and talk to us. I mean, you just said that you have a lot in the vault that's ready to come out. Um, and I don't know how much of it you can talk about, but talk to us about what you've been working on lately. What sounds, what ideas are you working with? Well, I have an album with True Master that AD is going to um, end up mixing and mastering. You know what I'm saying? So we, we that's finished. And I have one with, with uh, another Amsterdam producer named Shroom. Yeah, Shroom, another day we go, right? <laughs> she caught up quick. Yeah. I've been on this, on this, this mystical ride, man. And then... Um, I'm working on uh, making beats for uh, Lost Children of Babylon, maybe three, you know, adding on and speaking on that. And then um, I have my own, another one. It's like Rockets Number Two. It's called Outdoor and Cafe. Outdoor, Cafe, and another universe, at the edge of the universe. Changing the name. I changed it because it's so so early, yeah. (laughs) Then I have one called uh, Lord... It's called Lord's Son, and that's not due to later on, but that's that's going to be another one that's going to be crazy. So that's I have a lot of projects. Yeah, I have all these projects, man. I have maybe uh, seven. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, no lie. No lie. Give or take. Quarantine's, quarantine's been good to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so going back to the psychedelics one more time, um, you know, it's psychedelics in, like, it's been around for a while. So what sort of got you into it now at this point and sort of interested in learning more about it? Um, you know, just, uh, it being new to me, 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just it, it just it just sparked those uh dopamines. You know, I just like the feel uh when the dopamine releases you. <laughs> you just mm-hmm. gotta go with it. You know what I'm saying? You get it from all way from all type of just good feelings and it and it just uh it just it just made sense. It's like, you know, I like doing stuff that I didn't do before. I always mm-hmm. like to evolve and that's it was it was kind of a lane that I said, you know, I I didn't hear too many people talking about it. I know a lot of people talk about weed, but you know, just different type of styles, mm-hmm. music and, and um different type of ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm always trying to push myself to to do the outer norm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And as fellow podcasters, uh we we would love to hear about your podcast. Um, it's uh, like we watched some of it before, uh, and it, yeah, you do awesome. Stuff. Way better. <laughs> we watched two. You had like two last two one and two last year, right? And then what uh, happened? We had a uh, one and two. Oh no, we up there. We we're moving. We we on at, at Mondays and uh, Wednesdays mm. at nine o'clock. I guess your time. You know what I'm saying? Five would be or. Nine, and um, we talk about you know ancient civilizations, astrology, all the esoteric stuff, and the good stuff that people like because everybody who comes on the chat room is very knowledgeable in this. So it's kind of hard to escape it. Before when I started, I tried to like ignore it a little bit and just build it up, but it was like, nah, come on, priest, you catch you, yacht on there, holding back, you holding back open the doors, man. So floodgates just got kicked open and, <laughs> and now it's just like streams of knowledge, you know. Yeah. Good vibes. At the end of the day, we drink tea. So we keep it in like a lounge type of field and we drink tea and we we, we get tea drunk and we, yeah. I don't know, some <laughs> things happen. <laughs> things happen. So That's- it's like, it's like where you could just kick back, like watching a, mm-hmm. a late night sh- uh psychedelic show <laughs> most definitely yeah it's funny because on our show we it's called two virgins because we always drink virgin drinks when we're talking nice. about that. <laughs> that same like you know we just kick him back just- <laughs> yeah, yeah you have to get wild and drink just uh coca-cola <laughs> <laughs> really really trying to mess it up <laughs> that's cool that's cool so i take you you don't drink Oh, oh, oh we, we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you. But also on a more serious note, I know that like personally, the albums last year like really affected me and made me think a lot about like mm-hmm. how I experience music. Um, and I was wondering if there's one thing that you want people to take away from your music, what would it be? Take with them or away, away from it? So like, yeah, take away from your music. Like, what is the message that you're trying to give to people? Oh, uh, the biggest in a, that you could do anything that you can imagine. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That you could, there's no limitations to the imagination of the human mind. Mm. And is that, it, what advice would you give to like somebody our age who's doing their own artistic pursuit? Um, like what, what is the way that they can have like as incredible a career as you? Cause you like, you've really made it through 
generations and are just like such a legend in the space. Oh, thank you, man. I'm about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say, I would, I would say, never compromise your, 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 uh, yourself. Never compromise your style. Mm. Never change for anyone. Mm. Believe in you and go forward with that. And at the end of the day, love is the ultimate gold. Mm. And anything you put love into it, whatever you put into it, make sure it's love into it. They, make sure you love you love doing what you do. Mm. Definitely. Um, I think those are all the questions we had. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, uh, uh, man. Yo, Priest, how old are y'all, man? Uh, I'm 20. 20. 20? Oh, man, <laughs> yo. Yeah, I'm clapping. How old you? are you? <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm, I'm beyond 20. <laughs> 22. 22. <laughs> yeah. 22. Carry one. <laughs> we, we out here spreading false information about your age. <laughs> yeah. The remainder. <laughs> Keep the remainder, number nine. <laughs> no, but for real, thank you so much. Um, okay. And I will of course be looking forward to the seven albums that I'm about to go out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely and we'll soon. have, the podcast will come out and then we'll have a transcript that comes out with it. So we'll make sure to get those over to you before it's published. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Just hit up AD or whatever. Uh, okay. We did it before. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And we, we're on live tonight. Tune in. We I'll will. Yeah, 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 exactly. You got exactly. your tea ready. <laughs> Yo, teachers. I'm so dead at that <laughs> drink so tea? Smooth. Didn't even yeah, drink yeah. That's it. We put some turmeric in it. Oh, uh you can put some uh cinnamon, get a little herbal vibe going. Mm-hmm. Look at me. <laughs> that'll be ooh, that'll be your drink for this episode. Yeah. yeah. Would you like yeah. a drink? Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta. Oh, that's virgin for y'all. Y'all, y'all be ready. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just as long as there's no THC. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. All right. Peace. Well, nice to meet y'all. Peace. Tune in tonight. For yeah, sure. You'll see us. All right. Peace. Bye. Chi-town. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Two Virgins. We hope you enjoyed getting to know Killa Priest and check out his album, The Third Eye in Technicolor. You can find this episode on our website, quarantinecontent.com, or on our weekly newsletter at The Q. See you next week.